Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Around the KVBL. I am your host, Troy Kennedy, and we are live from Atlanta, Georgia, where the All-Star Game will be held this weekend. There was no way we were going to miss that, so we had to take the show down south to be part of the festivities. Who is going to be in? Who is going to be out? Who gets a snub? Who is going to start? All that is still remains to be seen. We're going to get this question answered. The voting will finally close tomorrow evening. So there's still time to vote for your favorite players. Who do you want to see start for the Landros, start for the Maynard? It's all still up there. We have an exciting show for you guys tonight. We're going to have a second edition of the Power Rankings. Which team moved up? Which teams moved down? Do we have a surprise new entry? All that remains to be seen. Um, we are going to have a new fun segment today called Where Troy Was Right and Where Troy Was Wrong. And we're going to, of course, discuss the All-Star Game and who we think might be in it and who might not be there. Um, however, before we get into all of that, let's take a look around the league. Uh, what kind of moves have we made? What transactions have happened um, either before the last sim or after the sim? The Bulls made a couple of moves trying to find a short-term or short-term replacement for Zion Johnson as he went down and missed a significant amount of games last sim. Did not stop the Bulls whatsoever. They just kept stomping on like it's nobody's business. However, they did make some moves. Um, one of them was with the Portland Blazers where the Bulls added Holland. They sent Villa Alba, Franks, and their 2052 first-round pick to Portland. Um, good rotation player for the Bulls, just strengthened that bench. They also sent a second-round pick to Sacramento for Wendell Crowley's um, services. Crowley obviously played a few minutes here to just replace and help out while Zion was on the injury list. Um, the Clippers and Grizz... Grizzlies just swap picks. And the Clippers sending a second rounder to receive the Hawks' 2050 first round pick, um, which looks to be a little bit of a head-scratching move. Um, I guess the, Gri the Grizz just wanted to make sure that they didn't get a long-term player on their books and, you know, just took the second round pick. Um, one of the bigger trades made before last sim the Warriors and Knicks completed a trade where the Warriors sent Harris and Jer Klein to the Knicks in replacement for Edison, um, Shoko Daniels, and Luther Johnson. That trade was made before the sim. Both teams ended up with a 5-4 sim. Um, so didn't didn't look like it made a massive impact on either team right now, even though I think long-term um, the Warriors adding Edison will really help in the playoffs uh, with his very, very good defense um, and give them a wing that can really defend against you know, some of these incredible shooting guards that we see in the league. So good move for the Warriors. Um, the Knicks wanted to add some rebounding and, and Harris should be helping with that. However, they just haven't figured out a way to make it all mesh yet. We'll see, we'll see what happens down the road with that. Um, also notable news is that the Clippers finally came to an extension agreement with the fifth round pick in the 2046 draft, Cameron Hobbs. He signed a five-year deal for $64.2 Um He's earned it. 
The man has earned it. He is he is having a pretty good stat line this season. He's scoring 19 points per game. He adds four boards. He has six and a half assists and three steals. Um, his shooting can obviously still improve a little bit, but with time in the gym, we think it will. He's having an exciting season. The Clippers actually starting to turn things around. They are certainly not out of the mix yet. Um, so we'll see what they can do. The man got extended, and you know he's earned it. We're happy for Cameron Hobbs. Um, will we see him in the All Star game? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but he certainly, at least, is making a case for himself. All right. With that said, we got to move on to the second edition of the power rankings. Will we have seen a shift in the top? Are the surprise teams in it? Has there been significant amount of movement? You guys will find out. In 16th place, we have the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are sitting at 19 and 28. Their road play is still somewhat, you know, leaves something to be desired. They are sitting at 4 and 18 on the road, 15 and 10 at home, which is respectable. But if they could just sneak some wins on the road, you know, it would really help their case. But they are sitting in seventh place in the Landros and looks pretty safe to say that they will make the playoffs. Um, In 15th place, we have the Boston Celtics. So the Celtics dropped a couple of spots. Um, The Celtics are sitting at 23 and 23. They're just playing steady ball, win one here, lose one there, win two there, lose two there. There's not much movement in either direction. If you look at the home away splits, they're 14 and 12 at home and then 19-11 on the road. So fairly even on both sides. They will make the playoffs. They are currently the sixth seed. There's a good chance to stay there unless the Nuggets can find a way to find them, but they'll find past them. However, for that to happen, the Nuggets really need to improve their, their play on the road. So far, it's not been there. In 14th place, and now surprise rise up, are the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, that might be a little bit of a eyebrow raiser to everybody. However, the Clippers, have, after a really slow start, have really improved their game. They're sitting at 20 and 22 right now. They are still two games under 500. But they're starting to get some good wins here. And they're, you know, they're making some noise. They're getting feisty. They are 11 and 10 on the, at home and they're 9 and 12 on the road. You wish, they, obviously, they could pick up some more, some more home wins. You need to do that in the main art to make any noise whatsoever. But as I said, after a pretty, pretty slow start, they're getting feisty. They are certainly not out of the race yet for a playoff spot. And I think they are looking to, to make it interesting. In 13th place, we have the Toronto Raptors. They are at 27 and 24. And as their schedule toughen up a little bit, you see also their win-loss record got a little tighter. They were off to a really good start at 17 and 10. But back then, we already made the comment that their most significant win was a road win at, you know, at Boston. Um, they have slowed down a little bit. However, they finally got a real marquee win as they actually took a scalp in Vancouver, beating the Lions on the road. So that's a great win for the Raptors right there. But there hasn't been as much as they would like as of late. So they slipped a few spots and they're sitting in 13th place. 
In 12th place, we have the Seattle Supersonics. They are at 27 and 18, 10 and 8 since the new year. And it seems like that team is stuck in mud. Now, we know that Omer is not going to be panicking about that. We know how good he is at DC in the playoffs. And as long as the Sonics are in the playoffs, they are going to be dangerous. Um, but we certainly expected them to be sitting higher and have a better record at this time. They're taking some head-scratching losses here and there. Um, lost at home to the Kings. You know, lost more road games this season than they have, have in the past. Um, they're sitting 15-10 and 10 at home, 12-8 and 8 on the road. They are 6-7 and seven in their division. It's like, it's just not the Sonics team that we expected. As I said, they're still going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, and rumor has it that they just added one of the Whitaker brothers from, I believe, from the, uh, from the Rockets. Yes, we haven't gotten that confirmed yet, but there are, there are rumors out there about this. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Um, in 11th place, another team that's stuck in the mud, and that's the New York Knicks. Made lots of moves, you know, even after the season started. Um, they are 13-9 and nine in the last 22, 26-17 um, overall. The Fortress, like it has been in the past, has not been as good. They're 14-7 and seven at home, which certainly, you know, winning two-thirds of your home games is not bad. But it's not what we expect out of the Knicks, especially with the new new mix of players that they have. However, we still think that they're going to be tough out come playoff time um, as they have lots of flexibility in their roster. So we'll see what happens and see if they can make a move down the stretch here with half the season left and move up the table. Um, in 10th place and you know moving up are the Portland Blazers. The Trailblazers are 26 and 21. Um, Last time we did this, they were sitting at 500. So they have moved five games above 500, and they're just not an easy out. Um, they're, giving, they're giving people some tough, tough games. They have won a couple of really good games. They, of course, have lost some head scratchers like, like most people. They're so not as consistent of a team, but that you know, comes with the youth that they now hold. But they do have some really, really good wins. Um, They've beaten the Knicks a couple of times. They won on the road at the Heat. They beat the Suns at home this last sim. Um, and then, you know, lost by one against the Hawks. On, I believe was a buzzer beater. I mean, they're right up there. They're, as I said, they're tough out. They will play you hard. And they're going to keep picking up wins. They're moving in the right direction. And therefore also moving up in the power rankings. In ninth place... Um, the 26 and 13 Golden State Warriors. Um, very good team. I think we expected them to maybe make a push high up in, in the standings. Uh, I believe that will still come. Weebs is playing an absolute all-star level season. The man deserves to be in an all-star game. We'll still find out if he will actually get a bit in. Um, but he's playing out of his mind. And the team is just steady. And with the addition of Edison, I think it will, it will make that team even better. Despite, you know, a maybe lackluster five and four sim, um, that team is going to win a lot more games. The Warriors heading in the right direction. Uh, in the eighth place are the 32 and 12 Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets are 12 and five in their division. 
However, the one, you know, most of the wins against in that division are against the uh, sorts of called weaker teams. Um, the two teams the Hornets just can't touch are the Lions and the Bulls, and they're struggling. You know, getting picking up wins there. They have a win against the Seventy Sixers, um, who's going to be there. You know, closest rival for the third third spot in that in that division. Thirty two and twelve is you know it's a great record. Nineteen four at home, thirteen eight on the road. But I just don't know if they have enough to you know go over that hurdle of the top two teams in the division and in the conference. In seventh place, we got the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. They are very close with the Hornets. The Hornets are sitting at 32 and 13, uh, 22 and 6 within the division. So they're owning the division, except, same thing as with the Hornets, against the Bulls and the Lions. Um, those two teams just seem to be in a you know, class of their own in the, in the Landros. Uh, the 76 are 16 and 4 at home, 69 on the road. So at home. That home record is going to be key for the 76ers, especially come playoff time. Steady, steady team. Nothing spectacular, but, you know, plays plays a solid game. Dixon Loggins is probably one of the more fun defensive players that we see in the league. Um, so good start for the 76ers. Hopefully for them, they're obviously going to try to at least make that jump into third place in the, in the Landers. They're sitting in fourth right now. It's going to be a battle between them and the Hornets for, for the fourth place. In sixth place are the 35 and 12 Phoenix Suns, who have dropped several spaces. Um, what's talking well about the Suns is they're 21 and 3 at home. Um, so incredibly at home. However, they've gone 4 and 7 in their last 11, and they have three straight losses. So they're kind of trending in the wrong direction. Um, Cage is not playing at the same level he, he has the last two seasons. He's still putting up big numbers, but it's just not the same Cage that we saw and we expected uh, this season. There are some rumors with Cage that he's spending a little bit too much time in the nightlife, and there's been some, some tweets coming in with Cage spending some time in, you know, upper level strip joints. You know, I can, can't confirm all of this, but that is, that is some worrisome news, you know, for Phoenix and a team that's looking and wanting to make the next move. And when their star player doesn't seem to have the same focus as he has in the past. In fifth place are the Vancouver Lions, the second best team in Landros currently I uh, still think it, they are the uh, biggest rival to the Bulls. I don't think there's any argument in that. Um, they are 17-2 and two at home. They're 13-3 and three in division. Uh, those three losses have come against the Bulls and one loss against the 76ers. Um, very good team. They're going to be at the end, 37-8 overall. You know, it's going to... We feel it, oh, it's, it's going to come down between them and the Bulls again, and that would be a fun battle, fun battle to watch. In fourth place are the 30-13 and 13 Miami Heat. They have won 11 out of the last 12. They are 15-6 and six at home, 
15 and 7 on the road. The fact that they're playing that well on the road is really helping and propel that record. Uh, Delaney Watson is in a contract year. There are so many questions around him, but he doesn't seem in the least distracted by that. He's playing, you know, an incredible season so far and really caring and putting that team on his back. Um, he is so loved in Miami. I know there's not one Miami fan that wants him gone. Um, I think the front office is going to try everything they can to keep keep the services and keep in uh, in the South on South Beach. But we, we'll see what happens in the off season. Um, you know, it seems like con- extension talks have broken down for now. Um, both sides are content to wait until the off season. Um, but as said, it's not been a headache for for Watson as he's playing you know incredible basketball right now. In third place, the 38-5 New Orleans Jazz. Um, They did drop a couple of spots, but not because of lack of play. Since um, in the last 12 games, or actually since um, December 3rd, they are 11-1 on the road. They have played... 12 out of the last 15 games on the road. They are 11-1, and and the only loss was at Chicago. That is, I mean, that speaks up for itself. Their current record, they are 18-1 and at home, and they are 20-4 and on the road. So think about how many more games they played on the road already. And that record is, is incredible. Only four losses out of 24 on the road. In this conference especially, um, Jazz are for real. The Jazz are for real. Merlin Roar keeps, you know, playing like like an all-star. Nobody saw that coming. Um, So, exciting team. And they deserve to be one of the best teams in the league and be up top. As I said, they did fall two spots from the last power rankings. But it was not because of their play. Number two, the Atlanta Hawks. 34 and 7. They have won 17 out of their last 18, and that includes road wins at the Lions, at the Knicks, at the Sonics, at the Heat. The Hawks may be the hottest team in the league right now, and everybody's looking how. The trade to send Mason to the Knicks and take on Evans was so scrutinized. There were so many people that thought that was it It for the Hawks. It would be a massive problem and Evans could destroy that, that lineup. Instead, it has propelled him. What that trade did is allow their man, Jericho, to play power forward, something he's been begging to do for the last two seasons. The coaching staff finally gave in. They made the room. They put him in power forward. And the man has been delivering. And he's lifting everybody around him. Miha Dolanich is playing an incredible season. Evans is putting up good numbers because Jericho is just, you know, propelling everybody around him. The Hawks have been exciting. Um, they were so excited about the season. They were so confident going to be, do well. Nobody really believed in them, and they have proven everybody wrong so far. So big props to the Hawks, to the front office, and to that team. 
Um, see if they can keep it up. But they're currently number two in the power rankings and only behind the Chicago Bulls. That's sitting at 45 and 6. They have won 37 out of the last 38. Think about that one. 37 out of the last 38. So they were sitting at 8 and 5. And then decided, enough of this. Let's go. They are 24 and 2 at home. And, you know, even a Zion injury could not stop them. Are we looking at another year of running with the Bulls? It certainly looks that way right now. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about this team. I mean, they're playing, they're so, they're so fun to watch. They're putting up points like it's nobody's business. And, you know, just racking up one win after another, not looking back. So 37 out of 38, you deserve to go number one in the power rankings. Congratulations, Chicago. Of course, that means nothing to them. All they want is another ring before they potentially have to break it up. That was it for the second edition of the Power Rankings. Let's see where teams move after Sim 6 when the third and final um, edition comes out of the season. Next, we're going to move on to a new segment before we move on to the All-Star Game, discuss that. But first... Please listen to the message of our sponsor, Binfoot Tools. Welcome back to Around the KBBL. And we're going to start a new segment called Where Troy Was Right and Where Troy Was Wrong. First of all, Where Troy Was Right, Richie Weeb's Monster Season. We said it early on that he would be an exciting player to watch um, with an exciting Warriors team, and we were right. Weebs is playing out of his mind and very deservingly, most likely, should be an all-star starter. Um, Let's just take a look at the stat line right now. This season, in about just under 40 minutes, Weebs is getting 32.9 points, so basically 33 points a game. He is doing that on 53.5% shooting. Um, He is shooting 36 from three. He's adding 15.5 rebounds, 3.4 assists, two steals. His turnovers are 2.3, and he also added 1.8 blocks a game. His foul rate is at 3.28, so, you know, not fantastic, but it's totally manageable. Um, the one place we maybe would like to see some, some improvement is he's shooting just around 70% free throw shooting. If he got that up to just like 75, I mean, his point total would you know get closer to 35 points a game. But the man is having a great season. He's propelling the Warriors um, into, you know, they're sitting in fifth right now um, in the... Um, in the Maynard, but we can see them making a jump um, to maybe even higher in that. They're, they're, they're right there. He's playing incredible. He's fun to watch. Um, he's such an emotional player. 
on on the court. He's getting people fired up. He's getting the crowd fired up. But on the flip side, if you watch his interviews, he's the polar opposite. It is so hard to get anything out of him. He's so reserved. He's so laid back and, you know, a man of few words. And he just lets it out on the court. Um, Essa, he's just so fun to watch. Um, so very happy for him, the way he's been performing. Hope he can keep it up. As the Warriors definitely hope they can keep it up. He has by far become the massive fan favorite in, in Golden State. Um, where Troy was wrong, the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks are 34-7. and seven. Um, They are sitting number two in the power rankings, as you guys heard earlier. They've been playing great. When the Hawks made a move to trade Mason to get Evans, they were immediately written off and ridiculed. Um, we thought that was such a bad move for that team. Mason was a cornerstone of that team, and to give him up for Evans... You know, who really hadn't shown anything at that point yet um, was a very questionable move. It, it, I mean, it's worked. They were able to, you know, finally move uh, Jericho, uh, you know, move Eclipse to a powerful position where he has absolutely excelled. Um, Evans has been playing solid thanks to Jericho's play. The team is, the team is clicking. The team is absolutely clicking. Um, they've won 17 out of the last 18, as I said earlier. And they're going to be right in the mix for the, for the Maynard. And, I mean, it's not crazy to think that they could potentially walk away the number one seed. It's not, you know, certainly not out of the realm of possibilities. What Trey was right, or what Troy was right, I should say, the Bulls and Lions showdown. Easily the best two teams in Landros. It's going to come down to those two again. Um, I'd be shocked if I saw any other conference final than those two. Will we see another, you know, seven-game thriller? You know, it's, once again, not unlikely to say that. They are so tight with each other. Uh, you know, the Bulls obviously have the, the, the better record right now. Uh, but matchup-wise, once they go against each other, it's, you know, it's going to be margins that make the difference. Um, the Bulls right now, clearly the number one team in the Landros, but the Lions are right there behind them. They're playing great at home, and they have shown in the past that they can, you know, they can win against the Bulls and give them give them a hard time. So we'll see see what happens once once playoffs come down. I mean, most likely that's what we're going to get to see, and we are looking forward to that. Where Troy was wrong, the Cleveland. Cavaliers. They're sitting at 10 and 35, and the wheels completely have gone off that wagon. Um, we thought that the Cavs were going to be one of the sneaky good teams and, you know, get themselves in the mix in the, in the mid pack of, of the Landros. Those rookies played really well last year. They added, added rookies to that. These youngins, you know, were promising. They were fun. Um, they were feisty last year, and we thought they would just naturally take that step forward. Now it's gone the other way. It seems like collectively that team is having the sophomore slump. And you know, ten and thirty-five, they are 
They are currently five games behind a playoff spot. And at this point, you even wonder if they bother trying to go for a playoff spot. I mean, they have their pick. They could add another top top tier talent, um, you know, with with a little luck in the draft lottery. So I don't think we're gonna see gonna um, gonna see much improvement out of that team. Where Troy was right, the Maynard bloodbath. I mean, it's we've talked about it every season. It seems like how tough the Maynard is, and it's not any different this season. If we look at it, obviously the Jazz are sitting on top at you know thirty-eight and five. They currently have a three-game lead above the Hawks. The Hawks, however, who has obviously really improved their play as of late. Um, the Suns are currently five games behind, so only two games behind the Hawks. But after that, it gets really interesting. The Heat in fourth at thirty and thirteen. The Warriors in fifth at twenty-six and thirteen. The Knicks in sixth at twenty-six and seventeen. The Sonics. 7th, 27, 18, and then the Blazers 8th, 26, and 21. So now we're talking between 4 and 8 is a 6-game difference. And, you know, the Warriors are just 2 ahead of the Knicks. The Knicks and Sonics are tied. The Blazers are just 2 behind the Sonics. It's, it's going to be crazy. One of these teams goes on a little bit of a run, and it can change everything in the, in the seeding right there. Um, it, it, that's going to be fun. We have half the season left. There's, you know, three more Sims to go. Some of the teams have like 25, 26, 27 more games to play. And, you know, some of them have 30, whatever the number you want it to be. But there's still lots of time for movement. And we're looking forward to see what's going to happen in, the, in that conference. Um, it's, it's exciting. I cannot wait to see some of these Sims and what happens with these, with these teams. They're all just jockeying for position in the main art, um, you know, there are some teams that are looking, I'd rather play this team. I want to avoid this team. Will we see some strategies in the last sim to try to make that happen? It'll be fun to see. All right, last but not least, where Troy was wrong, the Seattle Supersonics. Seventh in the Maynard, 27 and 18. And we said that they were the best team in the conference. It was still the Sonics conference. You know, they were going to be the number one at the end of the regular season. And then we'll see who can match up against in the playoffs. Now, don't get me wrong. I still believe the Sonics are going to be an incredibly tough team to play come playoff time. But they are certainly not what we expected them to be. So we were definitely wrong about, you know, them being the definite number one team in this conference. Um... We'll see what happens if they can improve that play. They're obviously still, you know, they're not out of a potential f- four seed. They get in on, a, they go in a big run. They can make some moves up the up the table. There are several several teams trying to make the same. But yes, we were wrong. All right, guys, that brings us to the All Star Game and the reason to why we're here. We are in Atlanta, where we're going to have. This year's All-Star festivities, we're going to have the three-point shooting contest and the slam dunk contest. We still don't know who is going to be in it. Um, if I get to choose a pick this year for the slam dunk contest, my pick is going to be Henrik Willers. He was has been close in the past. Um, you know, one of the writings about him when it came to 
when he was scouted for this league was, you know, his jumping ability, his dunking ability, and it's just, you know, his freak of nature, nature athletic ability. I think this is the year he's going to take it home. Uh, Three-point shooting is wide open. There, we just don't even know what's going to show up. Um, I'm going to take a gander that Merlin Rohr is going to be in it. And if he is, he will be my pick for sure. Um, so let's take a look at votings. The voting is open, as we said. It closes tomorrow evening. There is still time to make moves and put in you know, the votes for your loved ones. Who do you want to see in the All-Star game? Who do you think might miss? Um, if we start in the Landros, you know, players should have uh, having a really, really good season. You know, if you look at the if you look at the guards, Sean Barkley for the Lions, you know, is having a really good season. He's scoring twenty two point nine points, adding five rebounds. He has almost four assists a game and steal and a half. Um, playing about 33 minutes a game. Um, his his apron sitting at 25-58. That's the top one amongst uh, amongst point guards. Um, you know, he's ahead of Jacob Haitian, Kaba, Ryan Brunson, James Andrews II, Seth Boxman, and Alfonso Julianos. Um, you know, I think Barkley is probably going to be the favorite pick there. Uh, but I could see, you know... Kaba maybe sliding in there just because of his affiliation with the Bulls and how good the Bulls are playing, being on that team. I don't know how much it's going to play a factor in an All-Star game, but you know you never know. Um, if you look at the shooting guards, KB Bryant is playing really, really good basketball right now. Uh, you know, 28 points a game, adding 5.3 rebounds, 5.3 assists, 2.7 steals uh, in about 35 minutes. His apron sitting at 29.65. He's by far the best shooting guard in that conference right now. Uh, cannot see him not getting picked for the All-Star game. He should, he, he should be in it. Um, you know, he's sitting ahead of Craig Jones, Marcin Walsaki, Nick Jekos, and Joseph Bowman. Um, you know, Jekos, who came off an incredible rookie season, the next season played really well as well. Seems to have slowed down just a little bit. Maybe this whole trade talk with him has kind of gotten in his head a little bit. He's been shopped around. He's still in Indiana. Rumor has it he doesn't want to be there. I don't know, but it seems like maybe he's a little bit distracted. Um, so we don't think that he's going get, to get the starting nod in the Landers Conference. If we look, moving on, you know, in a small forward position, uh, you have Cameron Towles, Marcia Tanner, Josip Rusic, Floyd Anthony, Luke Dolan, Jay Holland are, you know, the, the top guys to choose from if you look at the current voting. Um, to be honest, my pick right there, I would, I would like to see Josip Rusic. Um, I think he's a fun player. He's certainly developed well in Charlotte, and he's just going to get better. Um, however, you know, Cameron Towles at his age still performing the way he does, um, you know, 18.6 points per game. He adds 6.6 rebounds, 4.6 assists, gets a steal and a half, basically, shoots just over 50%, and then about 33 minutes. His apron sitting at 22.32, which is the second highest amongst, um, uh, amongst small forwards. Only Tanner is higher, but literally 0.02. 
Um, and Tanner is getting 28.2 points per game, has 7.4 rebounds per game, 2.5 assists, gets half a steal, shoots about 45%, but is almost playing 40 minutes. So there, you know, I, I would give towels a nod over him. But as, as I said, I would love to see Rusic maybe get a call there. If we go to power forwards, I mean, Zion Johnson is, you know, once again, just going a monster year. Um, 30.8 points per game, adds 10.7 rebounds. Um, doesn't get assists out of his position, but adds almost three blocks a game. Shoots 58.8%, which is ridiculous. Um, in about 35 and a half minutes, his apron sitting at 33.32, one of the highest ones we have this season. Um, is no way to go around Zion Johnson. I think the second second guy right there, Christian Jimenez, is also uh, very likely going to get a starting nod. It might be Z- uh, you know Zion and KJ getting those two two positions, power forward, center starts. Um, you know, other notable ones are Horace Okongo, who who's playing pretty well. Neil Jackson is, is having a nice year for the Lakers, even though the Lakers are, you know, nowhere to be found in the standings. Um, after that, you got Soto, you got Noel Brandt, Mookie Smalls, Lamont Vincent, Karen Merson, Dixon Loggins, all, all no, notable, but doesn't, I don't think anybody really has a chance against Zion and, and KJ. If you look at the center positions, you got... Elias Giaza, Lou Fernandez, and Tyke Tyke Faison. You know, they're all on the lower end of the APA compared to, you know, Zion and KJ once again. So I don't think they're really gonna be um standing in the way of those two getting the starting knot. But you never know. I mean it's it's an all-star game. The fans get to vote and they vote for the fan favorites, not necessarily for the best players. So we'll see what happens there. Let's move to the main art, which is going to be really fun. Because if you look at the Apers, we have six guys that are 30 plus. Six guys. You got Donald Cage at 33.08. And we've talked about how he, he doesn't have the same Donald Cage season, but it's still pretty darn good. Um, Merlin Roar sitting at 35.58, which is incredible. Uh, Delaney Watson, 32-36. You got Richie Weebs, 35-94. And by the way, that is the highest aper in the league. So, you know, totally, guys, this guy is good. Um, no surprise to see that. And then you also have Patrick Cameron from the Knicks, once again, and put himself in the mix. Um, his aper sitting at 30.5. He's just getting better every year. Um, the New York fans are absolutely loving their man who they picked with the seventh pick. Uh, back in a 2045 draft. So let's try to break this down. Um, you know, you basically have six guys fighting for five spots. The, the six I just mentioned, to me, are the only six really I can see getting a starting nod um, in that conference. Um, one of them is going to have to sit out. The question is, where is that going to be? Um, oh, I forgot to mention Jericho, by the way. Jericho Eclipse is having a 30.07 April as well. So there's your six guys. So you got Cage, you got Roar, you got Watson, you got Eclipse, you got Weebs, and you got Cameron. So I think where mainly where it's going to come is, if you look at the guards, I would think Cage and Roar are going to get the starting spots. 
but it's going to be interesting to see forward, forward, center. Um, because if people vote Jericho Eclipse as a, as a forward and a power forward, that means, you know, are people going to vote Weebs as a center or also as a forward? Because in that case, if you put Eclipse and Weebs in, that leaves Watson out if Cameron gets in as a center. And, you know, Cameron is center, center only. Um, so that's the only place you can, you can vote him. Or all people taking Watson Eclipse, putting Weebs as a center, and that leaves Cameron out and not getting a nod. I, you know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, you know, Jericho Eclipse is going to get so many votes just based on the fact that we are in Atlanta. You know, he is the hometown favorite. The people are loving him. And they're going to vote so much to make sure he gets a starting nod. You know, and being in Atlanta, you feel maybe it would be fun for the league if he did. Um, so it would be interesting to see where people go with this. But... You know, think about having that starting five. You got Cage, Roar, you got Watson, Eclipse, and then you got Weebs or Cameron and one of the other ones off the bench. I mean, how about that lineup? Um, I would like to play with that with that team, that's for sure. Anyway, we cannot wait for the All-Star game. It's going to be super exciting. We're going to have two very competitive teams. I believe the Mainers is going to be the better team. I think they're going to win the game. However... Anything can happen in All-Star Weekend. We cannot wait for this to start. Guys, that's it for us for tonight. Um, We'll be back after the next sim, after the All-Star game, with reactions from it, with reactions after the sim, where people stand, where the teams are, what's going on. We will also have another special guest coming up next show. I will not reveal that yet. We will see who we can bring on, but we're excited. Thank you so much for listening. KVBL. Stay classy.